0: You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN.
1: The Dukies. It's really unbelievable. Uh, this is the first time in like over a decade that an unraked UNC team beat a top five Duke team at home. Let alone on a night where Coach K really said, "Is it farewell?" I mean, I don't know about you. I stayed up and, and watched uh, post game. I, I wanted to see. And, and, and by the way, it was very uncomfortable. Um, Especially his first comments, you know, like when he said that tonight was unacceptable and you could just tell if you've been following Duke, if you follow college basketball, if you follow Coach K, you know uh, everything, his mannerisms, his facial expressions, his body language. Oh, it just was uncomfortable. And I went to Twitter and I said, I don't think people thought beyond like, oh, no, what if we lose? (laughs) And oh, no, what if we lose by, oh, over 10 to 12, 13 points? Because that's exactly what happened. UNC brought it last night to Duke, 94 to 81. They shot 59%, almost 60% in the second half. So talk about bad defense. I know that. We talk about best defense when it comes to Slomans. That is bad defense. Um, and again, uh, so better defense, obviously, on the opposite side for UNC, because heading into this matchup, UNC ranked 243rd in the nation against three-point shooting, and Duke was has just been on fire. They had made 26 three-pointers in their previous two games prior to taking on UNC last night, so the best defense brought to you by Sloman's. Again, call one eight hundred Alarm Me to receive a free doorbell camera with the installation of your Sloman Shield. Keep your family safe. Call one eight hundred Alarm Me. And yeah, the the, the Duke um, Blue Devils need to be alarmed. Now here here's so last night. Let's it, it's kind of it's like this own microcosm, right? Because we made such a big deal about it. Tickets, get this, tickets were $5,000. Can you imagine? Like, that's what you pay for a Super Bowl. Tickets were $5,000. I can't even imagine what they must have cost courtside to be in attendance, um, you know, to be in Coach K's last home game on that court. And so there was a lot of hype. There was a lot of excitement. I just, you know, I, I banked on the wrong team. You know, I thought... I thought that the Blue Devils in, in that team would rise to the occasion, rise. Do you know there were 90, count them, there were 90 former Duke basketball players that were in attendance. Adam Silver was there. Uh, a number of celebrities were there. Um, it was just, it was, I'm sure the atmosphere must have been electric, but as, uh, as Coach K said, the performance uh, was unacceptable and again for the first time in maybe 20 years an unranked UNC team beat a five a top 5 duke team at home so uh, that 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 is the microcosm in regard to happen what happened last night but as coach k said um you know the the season is not over keep in mind this is a duke team they've already clinched the first seed in the acc tournament and of course tournament play starts next week and that leads into Selection Sunday, which is going to always an exciting, exciting Sunday night, seeing how the brackets are going to be filled out. And then, of course, I don't know about you, but I spend the entire week researching, doing my due diligence, making phone calls, try to fill out my bracket and, uh, and of course, round one could be extremely lucrative for you if you do like to gamble on the NCAA tournament. And uh, it is one of the most wagered events in all of our sports calendars. So I'd imagine a number of the people listening to Sports Talk Radio right now, you do. So UNC will come in with the third seed in the ACC tournament. That all starts on Thursday here in New York City. So not sure if you're going to be attending the games or not. By the way, Joe Lenardi, one of the best in the business, bracket Joe, Joe Brackett uh, is going to join us in about, oh, 21 minutes. He's going to jump on board with us at 9.30. We'll talk about this game. We'll talk about Duke losing in um, uncharacteristic fashion to UNC, what this means for them in the big picture in regard to the seeding, right? A few other games that took place last night. Baylor escaped Iowa State. Kansas beat Texas. Tennessee over Arkansas. UCLA on senior night. Took care of USC 75 to 68. Murray State, who I really like. I like Murray State. I'm going to be playing a lot of Murray State in the tournament. I'm not sitting here telling you that they're going to win the NCAA tournament, but I think they're going to make some noise. They more than likely will probably get maybe, I don't know, an eighth or ninth seed, and I think they're going to make some noise uh, in the tournament. So I'm excited to talk to Joe about Murray State, one of my favorite teams. They're so fun to watch. One upset. Well, actually, UNC beating Duke was an upset. Second upset of the night was LSU over Alabama. Alabama ranked 25th. They beat them 80 to 77. So today, uh, we've got a few good games, not great. Michigan over Ohio State. Michigan not ranked. Ohio State, of course, is. And uh, you've got two 20s. Iowa, ranked 24 illinois ranked 20th that tip off is at seven-thirty p.m and so uh so we'll see what happens there and then like i said of course going into next week is 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 conference tournament play we'll find out from joe who he likes who he thinks is gonna you know maybe make some noise maybe there's some surprises in regard to those conference championships and uh and get an idea in regard to how he sees the bracket uh, turning out come Selection Sunday. So excited to get Joe on the program. Also, we'll be talking a lot of NBA today. You've got both the Nets and the Knicks in action. The Nets, an earlier game against the Celtics. I can't wait to watch this game. I, I just, I love the Celtics team as of late. Defensively, they just, they play with swagger. They play with confidence. They play with an edge. They're gritty. They're fun. And of course, for the Nets, you've got KD back in action. They're on the road, so that means Kyrie Irving is expected to play. Also, Steve Nash passed uh, the uh, the you know health protocols, so he will be coaching. The only player that, of course, uh, the big name Joe Joe Harris has been ruled out for the remainder of the season, which is somewhat disappointing. I'm a huge Joe Harris fan, by the way. So. Um, Made a lot of money off of him last year in betting over three-pointers per game for him. But nonetheless, besides uh, my bank account, Ben Simmons, when will he make his Nets debut? I know there was a lot of talk and expectation that maybe it would be in the game against the 76ers. I want to say it's March 10th. But as of right now, from what I'm understanding, uh, we're hearing more and more likely it will be March 23rd at Memphis because uh, just trying to get back into game shape Ben Simmons hasn't played all season. Uh, he's, uh, he's suffering some, some back soreness. So we'll see what happens. If that's the case, and we don't see Ben Simmons until March 23rd, there'll only be three games that the newly acquired Big Three will play together prior to the playoffs. And more than likely, they will have a play-in game. More than likely. I mean, we'll see what happens. You know, you've got 18 games left for the Nets, Uh, In regard to strength of schedule for the remainder of the season, they ranked 14th. So somewhere middle of the pack, they ranked 14th. So it's not an easy schedule for the remainder of the season, but it's not too difficult either. You know, is KD going to be on rest management to make sure that, you know, he plays in certain games, takes off certain games? What's going to be, you know, he played 35 minutes the other night, put up 31 points, which was really impressive. So... We'll see how that pans out, but a a lot to dive into in regard to this Nets-Celtics matchup and also bigger picture here in regard to what the expectations are for them moving forward as we get closer to the postseason. And uh, so Moke Hamilton is going to join us on the program at 10 a.m. today. So excited to get Moke on. Always fun to get him on. Just so informative and so great in the way he breaks down the NBA. Anthony is back in action. This is this is a treat. Anthony usually produces during the week uh, with the Michael Kay show, and so I get him on a Sunday fun day. Anthony, this is this is nice. This is a pleasant surprise. I'm excited to have you on the program. How you doing? I thought you were just gonna say I was on a long vacation. Yeah. Nice I'm two sure year you year vacation. <laughs> I'm sure you wish you were on a long vacation. No, but, you but I'm very happy you, and, back I, you and I spent you and I spent many, many, many weekends together. So, uh, so it's it's nice to have you back. And of course, Will, our new addition to our ESPN. ESPN Family is uh, is producing the show as well. So you guys feel free to chime in whenever you so choose. Also, uh, we're we're going to uh, spend a little bit of time, just a segment or or two. I'll open up the phone lines as well, talking about Major League Baseball and the work stoppage. Good friend of mine, David Sampson, former president of the Marlins, uh, is going to join us. He does a lot of work with CBS now. He has his own podcast. Uh, Very informative. He talks about everything beyond Major League Baseball. But obviously, uh, being a former executive, knowing the inter, uh, you know, details and workings in regard to what is happening right now with this work stoppage. As we know, Major League Baseball canceled the first week of the season. So therefore, two series has been canceled, not postponed. What does that mean? Players are already losing money. Here's my thing. They've been they've had three months. They've been they've been quote-unquote negotiating they've had three months to try to work this out and apparently what we're hearing is they're still on just such opposite sides opposite spectrums in regard to a number of the things that they're trying to agree upon so uh, as of right now uh, the earliest that the season can start it was supposed to start in uh, in march the earliest that the season could start is april 7th they're going to get back to the negotiating tables this week So I thought it'd be good to have David Sampson on today to kind of give us a little little preview of a little a little review of what has gone wrong and also what we can expect heading into this week on the negotiation table. So I'm excited to get David Sampson on that's appointment radio at 11 o'clock. We'll have a click or don't click. Anthony and Will will lead the way, which I'm pretty excited about. And um and, and a lot to get to. We had uh, UFC 272 last night and uh, you had Covington. He was favored. Line opened at 330 minus 330 dropped to 310. Too much juice. I don't know about you. I'm not laying $300 to win $100. That's just not how I roll. It, it's it's it, you know, it's not it's not the bankroll that I, I occupy either. So you know, in in order to in order to win, you had to have Covington win by decision. That was the winner winner chicken dinner last night, because that's exactly what happened: unanimous decision, to be exact. Uh, he actually dominated the third round uh, with a takedown, and then the fourth round. Uh, Masvidal just, just had no more gas left in his tank. And so unanimous decision for Covington. He wins UFC 272. Many people felt that this was, um, you know, because these two guys' best friends at one point, as thick as thieves, and then uh, whatever went wrong in their personal lives became uh, just, you know, ultimate enemies to the... To, to, I, I, I can't even... The number of times I heard the word hate last week talking to analysts previewing this fight over under at least 20 times so just to kind of give you an idea of you know there's just uh, <laughs> no love for these two um and so a lot of emotions last night in this fight and i know that was a big topic of conversation how are the emotions uh, going to be handled um to make sure that there were no uh, slip ups or miscues in this fight but again covington who was favored by minus 310 um once this fight began does win. And if you had him as a unanimous decision, well, then good for you. You won money last night. All right, quick break. We come back. We'll open up the phone lines 800 uh, 919 Again, Joe Lenardi is going to be joining us at 9 30 this morning. Excited to get him on, get a preview, a recap of what happened with Duke last night. Man, horrible loss. I feel bad for Coach K. I really do. You know, you could sit here and say, Anita, he's won, G- get this, marinating this for a minute. He's won 1,196 games. Imagine that. Imagine being that successful in life. Imagine being that successful in what you do. It's really, really remarkable. Um, So what do you feel sorry? You know, he's got one of the most, you know, successful careers of any college basketball coach in the history of college basketball, right? Like at least top three, top five. But, um, But you always want to go out on top. And there was so much. There was so much put into last night's game. And just to win, just to lose in that fashion. It wasn't even like they lost in like a last second buzzer beater. I mean, they got their butts handed to them, handed to them. So if you had UNC on the money line, God bless you. Enjoy that new pair of shoes.
0: You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN.
1: I was just uh, watching, uh, I'm, I've got ESPN up here in my studio and um Aaron Davis, uh, just ran in the combine uh, offensive lineman, uh, ran, he's 330 plus pounds and he ran a four, seven Oh 40. Can we just marinate in that for a minute? Like, I like, like, I don't know what your 40 time. I'm sure at some point in time you've been clocked guys. Will Anthony, have you, have you ever been clocked running the 40 before?
2: I wasn't clocked running the 40. I ran track for a long time. So I have plenty of, I have plenty of times. But not. But a you, 40 never, yard, you never, no. you
1: never, you never ever clocked yourself in the forty yard dash. Nope. Ever mm. in life.
2: Never. Come on. It's I an interesting I, fact about me. How about that? I don't think I ever ran a
3: forty yard dash.
2: <laughs> Come on. My two hundred meter was sub twenty nine. Didn't have 100, a lot of hundred meter times, but yeah, no forty yard dash.
1: In my in my prime. Uh, my forty dash was a five one two. It was my best. My best forty dash was a five one two. Google and Anita that,
2: marks Miami Fury.
1: <laughs> and at that point in time, I was probably one hundred and twenty five pounds. I can't imagine somebody being one hundred and thirty pounds running a four seven zero. C- could you? Can you imagine how frightening that must be? <laughs> like a hundred and thirty plus man coming at you running four point seven.
2: Yeah, I'd get out of the way. I'd probably but get out of the he, way. But,
1: that, but it's not about getting out of the way, Anthony. He's he's coming for you, dude. He's coming to tackle you at 4.70. That's
2: a lot of man and a lot of running.
1: It's a lot of man. It's a really fast lot of man. That's all I've got to say. He's probably uh, and,
2: impressed a lot of people,
3: too. Like, a lot of scouts probably are seeing that. and. I think he's going to skyrocket on the draft board because of that. And it, it, it sounds silly to say, but he's a very athletic person, as you could tell. And, we, and obviously the NFL needs more of that.
1: Well, the reason I asked you to play Hotel California is because apparently uh, when he was on the field... You know, a lot of these guys are there. They're on the field. They're getting ready for, you know, their 40-yard dash. They're getting ready for their cone drills, their vertical, all that. He was listening to Hotel California, and he was jamming out so much. He was actually singing. So coaches everywhere and, you know, the analysts that are there on the field and reporters were able to know, like, that was what he was listening to was Hotel California. And I just have to say, like, I think that's going to go a long way. I just, like, a part of me feels like it's pretty significant right like song choice
3: and we have to remember too that he's not a quarterback a running back no nope. um, he's he's a big guy and like i say that with respect like he is <laughs> uh, a do
1: yeah, you think uh, 330 plus pl- pounds yeah he's a big guy <laughs> so but what's your significant in re- significance in regards to that he's not a skilled position player
3: well, yeah, it's it's normally when you hear that, like you think it was a running back that did that, like a wide receiver that did that, or like a quarterback, and he he's not either of those. He, he's not even a uh, cornerback or like a safety, and that's why it was so rare that he did that. And there was a stat; it was on ESPN yesterday that he ran that faster than most quarterbacks and running backs who've done that before.
1: It's it's really it's 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 really fantastic to be quite frank.
0: You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. This is Click, 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 or Don't. Click, Very simply, here's the headline. Are you interested in clicking or not?
1: That's right. It's time for click or don't click. A fun way we tour around our wide, wide world of sport. We find out what is trending based on the headlines. And if the headlines grab us where we say, "Okay, yeah, let's click that. And of course, our producers lead the way. And that's Anthony and Will. Gentlemen, what you got?
2: All right, Anita, I'll lead off. Uh, How about this one? Bills grant wide receiver Beasley permission to seek trade.
1: I, I am going to, well, you know me, anything NFL, I'm going to click and I want to read. But the, I'm, I'm curious about this because, you know, the, the Bills and him had somewhat of falling out because of his non-vax philosophy and, and how they felt he hurt the team and, and whatnot. So I, I'm curious. I'm, I'm curious to hear what, what the reasoning is here. So, yes, I would click this.
2: Yeah, so apparently, uh, Cole Beasley's camp approached the Bills about a possible move, uh, and the Mm -hmm. team agreed to allow the slot receiver to investigate his options. Uh, He's currently set to account for $7.6 million in cap space for the final year of his four-year $29 million contract. Now, losing Cole Beasley certainly isn't great for the Bills, but they have plenty of firepower on that offense, where I think they'll be okay. Uh, It seems to me that this would be a move, Anita, where the Bills really need that money allocated elsewhere to help improve the team in other areas. Um, But uh, GM uh, Brandon Bean did say, I haven't spoken to Cole personally or anything like that. We'll just take it day by day. Obviously, we're going to have some tough decisions to make across the roster. Again, whether they're straight cuts, restructures, extensions, we're going to look at a lot of areas with a lot of these guys as we move forward. So Cole Beasley could be on the move along with Amari Cooper.
1: Um, I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, w- one thing that you know, I, I did read is that uh, the, the Bills are in, in a, a pretty solid position. I mean, not at the top in regard to salary cap space, but uh, you know, n- nowhere in the in the red. And I, I, I somewhere I read that they're going to try to make a play for Calais Campbell. Man, you 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 add Calais Campbell to that defensive line. Uh, that's that's quite frightening. So we'll see. We'll see who they do end up trying to target in free agency. But in any any addition to that defense, I think is going to be pretty significant for them. That's for sure.
2: Shield your eyes, Jets fans. If this Bills team gets any better, it just gets harder. For
1: you to <laughs> move up. It's uh, that's. <laughs> um, they're good, man. They're really, really, really good. So they're um,
2: good. The Patriots are good. I don't hey, know how I listen feel about the Dolphins. Listen, we'll
1: report, re, report, report. There's there's a number of analysts out there that think that Amari uh, Cooper is is going to go to the Patriots. That he would be the, horrifying. He <laughs> goes to the page, He goes to the Patriots. Watch out, because you know Mac Jones had a, a very solid. I won't use the word outstanding, but he had a very solid first year. Uh, and what was he working with? you know, there wasn't one wide receiver on that. There there really wasn't one wide receiver on that wide receiving core that you could say was a legit number one wide receiver. So you add Amari Cooper to that mix in that wide receiving uh, core that immediately helps Mac Jones in that offense. And, and if you look at the stats, I wrote them down somewhere. Hold on one second. I'm not sure if I have them anywhere like, like just immediately handy, but um, Oh, here you go. Yep. I do. So, Dak Prescott, without, um, without, Amari Cooper, sixty three percent completion percentage, eighty cents, pa- eighty six passer rating, and a three and six record. Wow. Just FYI,
2: because you consider so, that he's probably his security blanket, right? I mean, of course, you have CD Lamb, you have Schultz. Yeah, but CD, but- C.D.
1: Lamb had a case of the drop seas at the end of the season. I don't know what the hell. I don't know what happened to him. But man, the end of the season, he just, he plummeted. Uh, he was just dropping everything. So I personally feel I, if it was me, and again, like I don't get paid the big bucks, like, you know, the Jones's family does. But if it's me, I'm not letting Amari Cooper go. I'm trying to move on from, from Ezekiel Elliott. I, I think the deal that they agreed to with Ezekiel Elliott is it's just ridiculous. I love Pollard. I think Pollard's the better running, and I hope I don't, people don't drive off the side of the road. Cowboy fans who listen to the show, like I just I think I think Tony Pollard is a better running back than Ezekiel Elliott. I think the money that that the Dallas Cowboys are paying, paying Ezekiel Elliott is just ridiculous. It's use it's useless. So if it's me, I'm trying to get out of that deal with Ezekiel Elliott. I'm trying to trade him. I'm trying to gain money, and I'm trying to do everything I I, I can to keep Amari Cooper. That's what I'm doing.
3: They won't have any suitors in my opinion for Elliott because that contract is so bad and I think Elliott's downfall from the Cowboys and Saquon's downfall from the Giants is showing teams and fans that you don't draft a running back that high in the draft and I don't think they'll find suitors for Ezekiel Elliott. As sad as it may sound and as crazy as of a a take that may be, do you really want to have that big of a contract on your hands for a guy that was pretty much, I don't want to say benched, but Tony Pollard got most of the carries last year?
1: Well, they kind of, they they spun it though, right? They spun it in a way to say like the reason that Tony Pollard got, got, got is because they want like rest management, right? Like they didn't want to like um, tap out the gas tank for Ezekiel Elliott. I don't buy it. (laughs) But I don't, I don't either. And when you look at the stat, like when you look at like, you know, yards per carry, um, you know, most tackles, most avoided tackles or, you know, like yards after tackle or like Pollard exceeds Ezekiel Elliott in the majority of, of statistical categories and he's a better receiving back. Like, I, I just, I don't. And
3: I, the Cowboys have such a hard time right now at salary um, cap that they're trying to unload salary. And they know Michael Gallup's a free agent, and so is Cedric Wilson. And they feel that if they get rid of Cooper, it'll only. Yeah, it'll eat 6 million of dead cap, but it's saving them 16 million. And they think Lamb is cheaper and Lamb is better, so they're getting rid of the guy that costs more expensive and and at the end of the day, it's a business. So, I see yeah, why but and Lamb I'm a Jet can't, Fan and I want Cooper to come to the Jets, so.
1: Lamb can't dro- I mean, he's just like he drops passes and it happened. I don't know, did he hit his rookie wall? You know, it's, that's a, that's it's, it's it's that's big, right? Like um it's 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 tough it's tough for a rookie coming out right because they go straight from like a very uh lengthy college football season straight into like getting ready for the combine the combine which is really stressful and immediately as soon as they get drafted boom uh, they start their OTAs with the team that drafted them it's just it's a lot it's a long year for them so I don't know did he hit his rookie wall will he be better next year possibly who knows what else you guys got
3: so I have uh, It's a obviously Very hot story Trending right now Basketball player Brittany Griner Reportedly detained yeah. In Russia uh, The Ooh. WNBA And the representatives Are trying to get her Home
1: It's unbelievable Right How frightening Here's my thing though Like listen Like I'm I'm, I'm someone who's like Listen You you smoke weed It's fine Like I don't No judgment here Like I think it, it is It is becoming More and more legalized In fact We've got an issue Brewing here in Hoboken Right now there's a restaurant that used to be on the corner spot here, Hudson Tavern in Hoboken, and the owner sold it, and he sold it to a quote unquote doctor, but now that doctor wants to open up it like you know to, to sell you know, want us to be like a, a, to sell hemp and and weed and whatnot. And so like all of Hoboken, like this is the the thing in Hoboken right now, right? Everybody's like up in arms, like, oh no, we don't want an armed guard sitting on the corner of Washington and Hudson um, 24 seven. So it's like a big deal here. Right. So, um, so, uh, but uh, to each their own, it's legal, like whatever, Uh, no judgment here. Not my point, but my, but here is my point. If you know that in the country you live in, That if you get busted for weed, that there's a chance that you could go to jail for 10 years. And oh, by the way, it's a country that doesn't necessarily like your country. Yeah, you know what? Um, Better be careful. Better be careful. Like... I just, you know...
3: How is she going to get back here? Especially what's going on in Russia right now? I I I, I have no idea how she's going to get. Well,
1: back here. I I want to I want to and again I know not I know nothing. Like I know <laughs> how cliche is that. Um, I, I just here's the thing. Uh, I, I want to imagine that the that the WNBA. I want to imagine that the WNBA Players Association. I want to imagine that our government. I want to imagine that all the powers that be are doing everything they can to let russia know like like this is not only that like this is a professional athlete she's a superstar i mean she's won gold medals she's won championships she's just like we like like we need her back like untouched like not even a pinky so but with the situation that's going on there, like, you know, you don't know the mindset is it's, it's frightening. It's a frightening time. So, you know, my prayers go out to her and her family and hoping that she gets back to the United States, um, in, in, you know, safe and and sound and, and whatnot. But again, I'm just like, know your environment, know what you know, know where you're at. And if, you know, here you get busted for weed, I don't know, police officer pulls you over, he finds some weed in your car, he's probably going to just like, hey, listen, let you go. It's not a big deal here in the United States. It's becoming more and more legalized. But in Russia, that's not the case. So just, you know, know your surroundings. Like, and, and, and here's another, Did you guys, have you guys ever seen the, the bit on SNL with, um, with uh, Michael Vick, when Michael Vick tried to travel from Miami back to Atlanta and he hid weed in his water bottle?
2: No, I didn't see that.
1: Have you seen this? Have you seen Have you seen the skit? <laughs> okay, let's do Let's do this <laughs> because we have to play it. It's 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 really hilarious. If you can, in the break, call up SNL Michael Vick, um, whatever. What's their news? What's their What's the news bit? Weekend update. Again? We can yeah. Do we can do Google weekend update Michael Vick, weed, and we'll, we'll play that when we get back. It, it 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 has to be one of the best bits I've I've heard. On SNL, so maybe we'll play that when we get back. Do you guys got one more before got, um, be, before we we sign off? Yeah, sure. One
2: more for you, Anita. Uh, MLBPA, mm-hmm. MLB starting funds for their impacted workers.
1: Yeah, I, yeah, I'm 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 intrigued.
2: Yeah, and in, 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 in what has been a very sad week for for baseball. Um, at least there's some good that's come out of this week because both the MLBPA and the MLB have decided to uh, do something smart for once. And the Locked Out Major League players are starting a $1 million fund to support the workers that are going to be impacted by these canceled games. So great. Um, The fund will be administered by the union and AFL-CIO, distributed to stadium workers and others experiencing financial hardship. Um, Apparently, the MLB is going to be setting up a fund as well. Um, That has yet to be announced. But, of course, this could all be resolved if they just decided to get a deal done and play their games. So yeah, a nice I think, gesture, but it would be nice if they could just figure this out. And I know we'll have it, Samson on to talk about it as well.
1: Yeah. David Samson, by the way, Appointment Radio, David Samson is going to be joining us in about 15 minutes. And, um, you know, sometimes I think, you know, we we forget sometimes, like when a head coach is fired or when we're in the middle of a lockout in regard to Major League Baseball, like all the other people that are affected. There's a ton. It's not just that one coach. It's not just like the Major League Baseball players. It's like. It's 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 a plethora of people, you know, like an extension in regard to like all those that cater to and and are and, and have jobs pertaining to the Major League Baseball season being active. And so it's, 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 nice to end on, on that good note for sure. This has been click or don't click uh, stay tuned. When we come back, we'll play that bit for you from Saturday night live uh, in regard to Michael Vick and uh, him trying to uh, travel back from Miami to Atlanta where he ha- he, he tried to, <laughs> uh, it's just, it's, it's comical to me. Like, like dude, like dude, like you, you, you can't bring a water bottle past security. But you're hi- You're but you're gonna hide. You're gonna hide your weed in your water bottle. Like what? <laughs> anyway,
0: you're listening to Anita Marks on ninety eight point seven ESPN.
1: Anthony and, and Will were able to uh, to, isn't it great? Like you know you could just go online, and pull up a, a skit from Saturday Night Live. Uh, this is from their their news. Uh, Seth Meyers and of course Amy Poehler hosting this, talking about. Uh, Michael Vick, when he tried to come back from Miami to Atlanta, smuggling weed in his water bottle. Let's listen in.
4: Michael Vick, really? You didn't want to throw your weed away before you went through security. Really? You have $117 million left on your contract. Do you know what $117 million means? You can afford to replace your weed if you have to throw it away at the airport. Dumbest high school friends know to throw their weed away at the airport and they have no money and love weed. And you got caught at the Miami airport. Really? You didn't think they'd check for drugs at the airport in Miami? Really? And also, I don't know if you've heard, but you can't bring bottled water past security anymore. So you hid your weed, which is not allowed on a plane, in another thing that is not allowed on a plane. Hiding your weed in the barrel of a gun or in the mouth of an endangered species. Really? Really. And it never occurred to you to put it in a Ziploc bag and sink it to the bottom of a shampoo bottle in your check luggage like we all do? Really? And Michael Vick, do you not have an entourage? Really? Because you should put together an entourage and the first guy in that entourage should be called Michael Vick's official weed carrier. Really? Atlanta, where you live, do you not keep weed at your house? Really. Because if you like weed, you should have some at your house. Yeah. Really. really. So really, Michael Vick, throw your weed away. I know you're a running quarterback, but throw it away. Really. Huh. Really. Wow. Wow.
1: Really brilliant, brilliant. Eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. Let's go to Omar in Brooklyn. Omar, you're up.
5: Good morning, uh, good morning, Sunday Funday. I want to talk about uh, how many lies as a sports fan we have to listen. Like uh, when Brooklyn Nets were talking, may be making a deal about uh, James Harden. Every day the head coach comes in, we are not talking. General Manager comes in, we are not talking and the ESPN reporter keeps on saying that they are talking, they are talking. So that is not considered a lie. That is, oh, I understand they're doing a the job, they cannot do it. Why we have to different That's what the problem is with the baseball. If the baseball gets out of this uh, uh, misery, uh, like uh, if they don't want to in any business, I don't care. The profit people that are the owners and the people that are working for them, if they stop that business for one two days the the person that is buying he will go to a different store different uh, 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 wherever the competition is, they will look for it, they will not wait for it. This is too much of a competitive time. everything is available on your fingertips, and the baseball they are negotiating. Billions and millions of dollars that they cannot interfere. That is a pathetic for every person that works 9 to 5 or works a crazy hours, 12 hours a day. I work when I see this talking about, oh, they cannot come to an agreement for uh, this or for the minimum pay or this or that. That is garbage that I have to hear. Everything that is, person that talking, they think that is garbage. So okay, okay. okay. To okay. A, okay. People right. I appreciate the right. call.
1: <laughs> I appreciate the call. It's a lot. That's a lot for a Sunday morning. I get it. I get it. <laughs> it's frustrating when when you look at their salaries compared to the average individual and what they're complaining about and, and whatnot. I, I get it. I get that it's frustrating. I get it. Um, hopefully everything can be resolved soon. Again, just a reminder, we've got... Uh, we got David Sampson, who's going to be joining us momentarily. Let's go to Pat in Belmont. Pat, I, I don't have a lot of time. Got to make it quick, but I wanted to get you on. Welcome in.
5: Hey, I had a long time, no talk. Uh, <laughs> the derby season's coming up. But uh, how about, have you been following the Miami women's team? They're the big final of the ACC tournament. I know we're both grads of the university.
1: Well, actually, I went to University of South Florida. My father played oh. Pat, my, my father played football at the University of Miami. My mom went to the University of Miami. They met at the University of Miami. I grew up right. I was born okay. on the campus of University of Miami. My first three years <laughs> well, of life. I lived in married housing on the campus of University of miami. so, um, so I am a cane through and through it 's a cane 's thing most people wouldn 't understand I'm about, i 'm all i 'm all about it. Pat. Um, but, uh, but unfortunately to answer your question, no, I have not been following the women's They're
5: playing at noon today. They're in the ACC championship. They knocked off, uh, uh Louisville and Notre Dame in the last two days. Anyway, if you get a chance I'll to check sure. it out, good to talk to you. Hopefully we'll see you out of Beaumont this year. We're back to oh, normal you, this year.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Pat, thank you for the phone call. Um, All right. You got it.
0: You got it. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN.
1: Let's talk a little NFL and a little uh, combine, combine wrapping up this week. This weekend, it's going to be a plethora of talk starting, you know, now all the way through. Of course, as we get closer to the draft, as we know, the Giants with the fifth and seventh pick in the draft. I'll tell you what, if they walk away with... Uh, Thibodeau and one of the offensive linemen, let's say Equanu uh, or, or Cross, that's a win-win. You know, that's immediate impact on both the offensive and defensive line. Um, that's what I'm hoping for in, in regard to where the Giants sit in regard to the draft because obviously they need help on, 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 on both sides. But some other news pertaining to the Giants and, and other teams coming out of the out of the combine, and one is, you know, what's, what's the situation with, uh, with Trubisky? Here's, here's what it's looking like. So quarterback-wise, who are the free agent quarterbacks that are available, like unrestricted free agents that can sign with teams? Teddy Bridgewater, Jameis Winston, Trubisky, Fitzpatrick, Dalton, Mariota, Brissette. Nobody to write home about. If you were to say, okay, you need to rank those, you know, I think a lot of people sleep on Andy Dalton. That's fine. But Trubisky's up there. Now, in regard to the draft, uh, no bells and whistles in regard to the quarterbacks coming out, right? Willis uh, Pickett, okay, but you know, no one who's like an overwhelming guy that they're going to draft and bring in and immediately uh, start and have an impact on a team. Like, they're all quarterbacks that don't have really hefty expectations, okay? So now, here are the quarterbacks that there's some big question marks about, right? And that's uh, Deshaun Watson. Could he be traded to another team? Yeah, uh, but everybody's waiting to see what the what, what, what they realistically expect in regard to the court system. Aaron Rodgers, here's a big question mark, right? Like the last few days we're hearing that the Green Bay Packers are going to offer Aaron Rodgers the world and make him the most wealthiest man on the planet and also work their magic to try to uh, keep Devontae Adams. But... Really, Aaron Rodgers, the domino effect here, because if he says, no, I don't want to come back, I want to be traded, either the money's not good enough, or based on, you know, how you're going to have to rework deals and what you're going to have to do, Green Bay's just not going to have a good enough team to possibly win a championship. Who knows? You know, he's really, he's the big question mark, and he's the domino that's going to start this quarterback, uh, you know, musical chair offseason. Jimmy Garoppolo, what do the 49ers do? Because I'll tell you what, they have, an, they have a team and a roster to win right now. They will not win right now with Trey Lance. Not to say that Trey Lance, the next three to five years, can develop into um, a stud quarterback, but he's not ready in year two. He wasn't ready last year. He's not going to be ready this coming year. So I think that's a really difficult decision for the for the the, the, the 49ers to make. Um, and I don't know, can they walk it back in regard to what's out there right now in regard to trading Jimmy Garoppolo. I think he does get traded, but I think it's a wrong decision on, on the part of the 49ers, Russell Wilson, apparently the commanders, the Washington commanders offered the world to the Seattle Seahawks. And they still said, no, take it and shove it where the sun doesn't shine. So what, you know, where will Russell Wilson be? And what is it realistically going to take for the the Seattle Seahawks to trade him? That's a really big question mark. Derek Carr, there's some question marks there and some rumors that he will get traded from the Raiders. Um, Murray's not happy with, with his contract right now with the Arizona Cardinals. And what's going to happen with Carson Wentz? But again, all these quarterbacks that I just mentioned, a team is going to have to give up draft picks. You're going to have to trade for it. You're going to have to make some moves. So right now, Trubisky is top, top quarterback, you can argue top two, top three quarterback to acquire. Where it's not going to cost you any drop picks, but it is going to cost you some money. And listen, this is a Giants team. They're already $5.5 million over the cap. So, and in, in what are you going to do here? Let's say, I, hypothetically speaking, if these rumors are true, you're going to bring in... First of all, Trubisky wants to start. So, you're going to bring him into a situation where the ownership is already committed to Daniel Jones... And we heard what Mara said, like we've done everything to screw this kid up. We want to commit to him and, and give him all that we can this season to see what he realistically can do. Now, you're going to backtrack that and bring in a quarterback that you're going to have to move mountains in order to afford and bring him in to compete with a quarterback that you just embraced and confirmed you're going to give a chance to coming into this season? It just doesn't make sense to me. So I, I don't know what to believe with all this Mitchell Trubisky talk. And here's another thing for Giants fans. Like, is that really an upgrade? You just don't know. Is it worth it? Wouldn't you rather, like, based on where you drafted Daniel, and I know there's folks out there that you've, you've already made your decision. You've already made your decision that you feel Daniel Jones is not worthy of being a starting quarterback in the NFL. And that's your decision. I respect it. I, I disagree. I'm not saying that he is my my stance is we don't know because he hasn't been given a fair shot he's been playing behind a horrible offensive line he's had a plethora of offensive coordinators he hasn't really been able to settle into an offensive game plan he has not had a legit running back who's been able to stay healthy and he has not had a solid wide receiving core that's been able to stay healthy either so um you know, you could, you could have put Tom Brady, who a lot of people feel is the greatest of all time, right? You could have put Tom Brady on this roster last year and Tom would have been lucky if he would have won six or seven games. And I wholeheartedly believe that. So jury is still out for me when it comes to Daniel Jones. I don't think it's worth cutting more guys than you need to robbing Peter to pay Paul in order to afford to bring in Mitchell Trubisky, who's going to come in and compete with Daniel Jones. It just doesn't make sense to me. And 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 the same with Saquon Barkley. Like, you know, you drafted him so high up in the first round. Now, what are you going to get for him? He's injured. Can't stay healthy. Nobody's going to give you better than a fourth round pick for him. And it's only costing you, I say, only seven million dollars. Like, would it be more? Would it be worth your value to keep him this year and see what he can do in a new offense? behind an expected better offensive line what if the Giants draft two what if they do what if they get Equanu and Cross what if they do that like I'm expecting this offensive line to be better don't you want to take this next year to see you've invested so much in Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley in draft capital don't you think it's worth your while just to see what they can do in a different system with better players around them, I feel that that's that's the value.
0: You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI,